Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 52 of the Walks with the Young Professional podcast. I'm Brandon Klein. I'm super excited to be listening today and super excited to get back to that one big question we keep talking about this podcast, which is how are young professionals like us, about 15 or 20 or 25 years of experience, thriving in our careers? And I'm super excited to talk about what it is we're going to cover today because it's something that a lot of you have reached out to me about and something that we've talked about, which I think is just a representation of how prevalent of a question and topic this is to young professionals who want to thrive in their career. And what the topic is that I want to talk about today is all about resumes and probably wondering, well, fuck, you know, I'm either in a position where I have to go and look for a new opportunity and I need my resume to work right now so I can get a job because I need money. Or you might be in a position where you don't necessarily need to go out there and you know, generate a source of income and get a job very, very quickly. But you might be open to new opportunities where having an effective resume is essential to getting the job that you want. So, with that, what the hell is the key to having an effective resume? And it's funny because if you were to look this up online, you will get so many different blogs. And it'll say, do this, do that, do this. I'm going to share with you my personal experience. I have not only been in a position where I've had to create my own, not only been in a position where I've done a horrible job at doing it and paid the consequences. And I've also been in a position where I've created an effective one and actually taken the time uh, to ask the question with all the recruiters that I've gone through interview processes with, which is a lot, and asked them what stuck out about my resume, gone their feedback. So I want to tell you that wherever your resume is at right now, it is totally fine. I actually did not learn what an effective resume looks like until recent period of my career where I had to go and find a new opportunity. And I was in a startup and I had to go looking for new jobs and I had all this experience and I had done all these really awesome things. So I tried putting it down on paper. I even tried being a little creative with it. And the result was interviews but not nearly as many as I should have actually been getting. And I look back at my resume now, I'm like, wow, and my old version of the resume, I'm like, what a, what a shit show that was. And I laugh about it. And the, the reason I laugh about it is because it's so clear what separates a really attractive resume from one like I had, which had all these qualitative points and just high-level capabilities, and I even had a book list on there at one point because I thought, hey, what a cool way to show someone who I am as a person and where areas I can add value in, okay? I had a book list with graphics and this. And it was just, it was all bad. So I ended up having to go through the hiring process and find a new opportunity. And through the process of getting feedback from my mentors realized that my resume was absolute shit and 
There's a really, really cool tool that I want to tell you about at the end of this, but before I, that you can use to actually streamline the process of creating an effective looking resume. But before I do that, I want to share with you context for how you determine what content to send your resume. When you take a step back and you look at what an organization is doing when they're seeking out a new team member, they're looking to get very specific results. And you need to convey to them that you can get them those results. That's it. Remember that. They want results, and you have to show them that you're capable of getting them the results. Now, I want to ask you a question, and you can't tell me because you're just listening to the podcast. I want you to seriously answer this. So, do you think if you were in the position to hire someone, you would rather hire someone that has said that they have a qualitative skill that could lead to the result that you want? Or would you, hire, would you rather hire someone who has proven that they've gotten the result from a quantitative perspective in prior roles in their career? I'd rather hire the person who's already gotten the result or gotten a similar result to what I'm looking to accomplish within my team. And what this actually comes to form in on resumes is you're either going to do a resume that has a lot of high-level qualitative responsibilities that you say you're capable of doing. So I'm going to use a social media marketing you know, person or role as an example. So if I was um, a social media marketing manager, you could put on your resume, I post, I write blogs, I post them, I manage all of our channels, I create copy, I, I don't know, report on the analytics. You could write all those basic high-level things. And me, from a hiring perspective, I think, well, they better be able to do those things. Those are the basic capabilities and prerequisites for being a social media manager. So with that in mind, you didn't really add a lot of value to yourself when you just list out those capabilities. Now, there's some areas of resume where you want to have some qualitative, um, culture-driven traits like your personality, you're you know, a data-informed decision-maker, you are passionate, wh whatever soft skills you come up with, you do want some of those. But I'm talking about the work experience section. Okay, if you're gonna point out that you're a social media marketing manager in one of your prior roles, don't put that you can write blogs and you can post them and you manage the channels and report on analytics. If I were hiring for a social media marketing manager, I wanna know, hey, did you contribute to the overarching business goal, right? What were some growth metrics? So think about it this way. If you're writing a specific blog post for a demand generation team, tell me how many leads that blog post generated. Tell me about how much pipeline, right, or potential dollars that it generated the company. If you want to tell me about 
your ability to report on analytics. Tell me about a specific time where you identified a trend in analytics and drove success with it. Tell me about the specific number of increased followers that you now, uh, or that you brought to the company as a result of a strategy that you implemented. These specific results are what I want to see when I'm hiring someone. And you're like, well, Brandon, we're talking about resumes and how you built one. I also am in the position where I interview people as well. So I'm on the other end of the table. And when I see these specific results, not only do I think, wow, this person can go ahead and get the same results. It also screams to me that this person is metric driven. This person holds themselves accountable. This person keeps their eye on the prize. And that is super important in terms of characteristics. It's the exact type of person that I would want to hire. Granted that they're a great culture fit and other things. So, again, keep the content that's related to your prior work experience. If you don't have work experience, then you still need to do this. You still need to be specific with exactly what you did. You might not have you know, business metrics, or maybe if you're really creative and trying to push the limit, you'll create a side project where you can, or like a portfolio project where you can go ahead and generate those metrics. But be specific with what you accomplish. Now, in terms of content, outside of what you're putting in, I, I need to be very, very clear about what happens on the back end. I went through... And but, but by the way, before I move on, I don't want to forget when I spoke with you have no many you have no idea how many interviews I had when I was transitioning away from my startup to um, the larger company that I'm in now. I had an interview, maybe even three interviews a day for two months, and not all of these were final interviews. Some of these were screenings. Some of these were second stage. But I did speak to the recruiter in each interview, and I asked him one specific question. What stood out to you about my resume? And they were super clear when they said it was because you had very specific results and metrics and numbers for every single work experience that you had. That's what they told me. So... Keep that in mind. Now, in terms of the content and what happens to it on the back end, this is especially important to consider. And I say this because I thought, hey, I could set myself apart with how my resume looks, and I just went ahead and designed it, and I completely missed the understanding that your resume gets sent through a CSV reader, which is some program that extracts all the text, and then... It's completely laid out in another program, which is easier for recruiters to read because it's consistent across all resumes. And if the program can't easily read this information, then the recruiter can't effectively understand who you are, what value you could bring. And what gets in the way of these CSV readers and programs that parse all the information in your resume is stuff like fancy design. So you know what type of content you need to put in your resume now. 
Now you need to effectively design it. I want you to go ahead and check out this tool. It's called Novo Resume, N-O-V-O resume.com. You have a bunch of pre-designed templates. Choose one. It's super effective for these programs to be able to parse the information in your resume and it still looks very clean and professional. So listen, this is super critical. It is what enables you understanding what content to put in your resume, understanding how to build that content. It is what enables you to get these new opportunities, right? It's what opens the door, really. I went through and I submitted so many resumes and it was just a matter of uploading it and waiting for an email or waiting for a call. So really that resume plus give or take my LinkedIn is what is what drove the opportunity, the number of opportunity I had. I mean, that's it. So implement this, whether you are in college, whether you are in your first role in your career, whether in your second one or your third one, it is never too late to implement this. And it is all upside. Okay. With that, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, it's your first time listening, go ahead, hit the subscribe button so you can get these daily episodes. And if it's your first time or your second time or your third time, it would mean the absolute world to me. If you can go ahead and go to the Apple Podcast app, pick number of stars that shows how much you love the podcast. Leave your specific feedback. I think there's like a rating or a write a review button. It means the absolute world to me. and makes my day to be able to read your feedback in the form of a review. And it also makes my day because it makes it easier for other young professionals like us who are looking for podcasts that can help them thrive in their career to find it on the Apple Podcast app. So it means the world. And I want to leave off with one offer that I make on every single podcast I mean, which is if you have a question or you want to soundboard something or you just have something that cool that happened to you within your career today, this week, and you think, oh, Brandon would really find that cool, please do not hesitate. Reach out to me on Instagram at Brandon Klein, and I'd love to connect and chat through whatever topic it is you reach out about, but also just connect with you as a young professional, a young professional, and continue to grow this community. Um, of young professionals who want to thrive in their career. So with that, I'll call this episode a wrap. I can't wait to talk with you all tomorrow.